You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Eventually, over the years ahead, gold will outperform the stock market. And when that happens, that's going to coincide with, of course, the nominal price breaking out past 2100 and moving much, much higher. But so I mean, that's when we'll get a real bull market. We're going to see explosive moves. But obviously, you know, here and now, uh, it, we're not set up for that this year. My guest today is Jordan Royburn of thedailygold.com. Jordan's coming on the show today to give us his insights about the gold price, where he sees it headed, what needs to happen for us to see a confirmed bull market, and also how he's navigating the gold stocks. He does write a newsletter if you're looking for guidance on finding good gold stock picks. Again, head over to Jordan's site, thedailygold.com, to check that out. Jordan, welcome back onto the show. Uh, you sent me over two charts that we're going to be talking about, so we should let listeners know that if you're listening in audio form, only. I'm going to put links to those two charts so you can see what Jordan's going to walk us through. But if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to have those charts flashed on the screen as Jordan uh, talks us through them. So welcome to the show. And where is the gold price headed? Oh, thank you so much for having me, Bill. Well, I wish I knew for certain. But uh, <laughs> what I will say is, you know, in the, the one of the charts you mentioned, I mean, it's a monthly candle chart. So it's a candlestick chart. And what's interesting to me is there is a lot of, uh, a lot of times gold has touched the, I want to say 1560 to 1580 level going back since 2010, maybe 2011. So you, if you look at it real closely, you can see that gold, I mean, it was resistance early in 2011 and then it, you know, it was support before gold really broke down in 2013. So it touched that level quite a few times. And then it was resistance as we were recovering and pushing higher over the last, uh, uh, couple years. Uh, now, you know, the initial support level is really around 1675 to 1690. And I mean, I guess there is a chance we've made a bit of a double bottom there. We need to see gold make a weekly close above 1750. That would be really encouraging to me uh, just in the short term. But I don't want to rule out an eventual test of that 1560 to 1580 level. I mean, there's quite a bit of uh, what I like to say is there's a confluence of support. I already mentioned how this has been a key level as support or resistance numerous times over the last 10 years. In addition to that, if you look at the 50% retracement from the uh, 20, late 2015 bottom around you know, 1040, 1045, uh, the gold price that is, a 50% retracement of that comes in around 1560, 1570. And in addition to that, in 2008, we bottomed at the 40-month moving average. Now, that's a little low right now. That's around 1520. But I think by June, that moving average could reach 1560 or so. So these are important levels for people to keep in mind. You know, I don't know if the market's bottomed. I don't know when it's going to bottom. But, you know, I can make a case that at some point over, I mean, maybe it's doing a short-term rally now. Maybe it'll test that 1560 to 1580 level later. But um, that's that's how I see it right now. Uh, I mean, of course, there'll be other things that uh, will help us figure out where exactly it's headed. But that's kind of the, I think, the big picture view right now. Jordan, as I look at this chart and looking back to, I believe it was May of 2019, and it's represented by a strong upward uh, candle here down to about 1300 or so. Worst case scenario, could you even see it gap all the way down to a 1300 or you're pretty confident with this 15, 14 area support? 
I'm pretty confident with that level. I mean, I guess there's a chance. Uh, I, I want to say in the 1400s, there's some uh, there's some support there. So, I mean, I guess I could say worst case scenario, you probably the mid 1400s. But I mean, there is a awful lot of support just in the mid to upper 1500s. So I feel pretty good that that's the worst case scenario, realistically. So there's no 2013 redux here that we're, that you no, need? I, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, and the other thing is um, gold and even the gold stocks, I mean, there's a pattern of higher lows and higher highs. So in 2013, there was a huge breakdown. You can see that in the candle charts. Even if you look at a quarterly chart, which most people don't look at, there was a clear breakdown in that period. And, um, you know, real interest rates hit a key uh, bottom. And so they started to move higher. Now, the market right now is forecast. I mean, it's it's anticipating that real interest rates are going to move higher over the next couple of months. But I don't see any um, huge uh, decline or crash. And the other thing we have to remember, Bill, if people forget, gold had made such a huge move up to that point. I mean, it was Jim Rogers always said 12 years of annual gains. So that's what people forget when they think, oh, we're falling. Is this 2012 or 2013 again? We're in a completely different market. Also, which I know we'll talk about relative to other markets, you know, how does gold look? Because gold was, I mean, it not only did it have 12 years of nominal gains, but it had outperformed everything else to a very high degree for 12 years. So it, it's a it's a different situation uh, than uh, 2013 and that huge breakdown. So the second chart you sent is gold versus the S&P 500. What's the meaning that we should see here? Okay, this is so this is so important. I mean, th this is a huge takeaway. Gold, I mean, for gold to be in a real bull market, it really has to be outperforming the stock market. And you can see when you know we're looking at that chart, we had it goes back 50 years. I think we have a chart of gold on there along with gold against the S&P 500. And so these huge bull markets in gold have coincided with gold outperforming the stock market. Now, what's very interesting is that actually hasn't happened over the last five years or so. So gold has been able to climb all the way back to the 2011 high. You know, it has this beautiful cup pattern. It's building the handle on that cup. But despite gold basically you know, doubling over the last four or five years, it has basically gone sideways to slightly lower in that period uh, against the stock market. So there was no corresponding outperformance from gold against the stock market. And so for, for there to be a real bull market, uh, we and, and there was, going back the last year or so, there, gold had outperformed the stock market. I mean, it had kind of broken out there as above the long-term moving average for, for several months, and then it completely gave it all back. So I was pretty surprised personally that uh, this happened and that, that in, term, in, ter in terms of relative strength, that during this correction, you know, gold did not hold up better against the stock market. So that that's a warning signal. Uh, but you know, the positive, the other side of that bill, the positive is that you know we haven't had a real bull market. So when when we get to the point where gold outperforms the stock market and that ratio breaks out to the upside, I think we have a zero point seventy. That's the uh, line going back seven or eight years. That's key resistance. Eventually, over the years ahead, gold will outperform the stock market. And when that happens, that's going to coincide with, of course, the nominal price breaking out past 2100 and moving much, much higher. But so I mean, that's when we'll get a real bull market. We're going to see 
explosive moves, but obviously, you know, here and now, uh, we're not set up for that this year. Silver One Resources is an exploration and development company backed by strategic investors Eric Sprott and SSR Mining. At Silver One's Candelaria Mine Project in Nevada, there is already a historic resource estimated at 127 million ounces of silver, which Silver One is developing and advancing. The company's Phoenix Silver Project, located within the Arizona Silver Belt, is an early-stage exploration project on which native silver vein fragments have been discovered near surface. One grab sample assay an astounding 14,688 ounces per ton. Yes, that's right, ounces, not grams. Silver One has tremendous exploration potential, is extremely leveraged to the price of silver, and is cashed up and poised to increase shareholder value. Silver One trades in New York under the ticker SLVRF and in Toronto under the ticker SVE. To learn more, go to silverone.com. That's silverone.com. How do you see the miners telegraphing where gold is going? How do you interpret their price action recently? You know, it's hard to say because if you, after a period of a couple of days, you'll look and you say, oh, well, they're outperforming gold. You know, that's good. I, uh, you know, it's, it's it, in these interviews, you always want to give direct answers. It's not good to waffle, but I'm waffling a little bit on that. I, I, I don't think they're, they're telegraphing anything at least yet as far as gold i mean we haven't seen like i look at the gdx advanced decline line and that has unfortunately that has not been that strong um during this correction like it hasn't given us like a real clear positive divergence that we're about to have a huge rebound now if you do look at the dow jones u.s gold mining index which has the largest it's weighted heavily in newmont barrack even franco nevada so that index is really strong. That looks healthy. So Newmont, Franco, Nevada, they're starting to look really good. I mean, that's positive, but I don't, to me, it's just not giving me enough evidence that, okay, the correction is over. We're about to fly that much higher. I'm more concerned, Bill, with kind of the macro situation. Is gold outperforming the S&P? You know, what's happening with the dollar? Is gold going to decouple with the dollar? Those, to me, uh, I'm more focused on those than kind of the day-to-day -day action in the uh indices like GDX and GDXJ. And also, you know, company selection is in this type of market, you're going to make more money over the next couple of years by focusing more on trying to trying to pick the stocks that are going to do the best instead of worrying about, well, this month it's going to go up, it might go down, and what, what's happening. So you invest, basically, you're looking, if you're going to invest in a junior, you're looking for the fundamentals of that company right now, and then does the gold price, is it even a factor in your due diligence process when you're considering an investment in a, a small micro cap right now? Well, for a small micro cap, yes, I would say yes. The, the, the gold price is obviously very important, but um, you know, I, I'm investing with a, a time frame of probably two to three years. And so I'm looking at things which I think can you know, add a significant amount of value over the next two to three years. And I'm looking at stock. I mean, I have seven or eight stocks, which I think even if the gold price was flat, you know, these can do pretty well over the next two to three years. Uh, so obviously the gold price factors in. I mean, I, I want to own things that have the highest, fun, you know, the best, uh, a combination of the best fundamental quality and upside potential. And so I, I want to own things where I think that if the gold price is flat, these will still make money over the next couple of years. But you know, if gold is able to break out and run above 2100 in that time frame, then I know that the upside for these stocks 
will be very, very significant. So it's it's not optionality plays because to unfortunately, Bill, you know, 90% of the companies out there, if they're not going to add value, uh, then they're just reliant on on metals prices. And so I, you know, I I don't want to be in that situation where metals prices are going to drive, you know, 95% of the gains and losses. So Jordan, as we conclude, uh, what final thoughts would you like to leave with my listeners? The final thoughts I would like to leave are a couple of things. I mean, first of all, I mean, the bull market in gold is not over. We're having a steep correction, but the bull market has, it's barely even started because we haven't seen gold outperform the stock market yet. Now the fundamentals are important, obviously. And so what I'm looking at over the next year or so is uh, we need to see the market anticipate accelerating inflation or stagflation. I think that has to be the next catalyst for gold. Now, interestingly, Bill, I looked at history and if you look at the start of when the Fed started hiking rates, if you look at that over the last 50 years, all but one or two times, it's marked an important low in gold. So the next catalyst for gold could actually be when the market thinks that the Fed is going to start hiking rates, because when the Fed starts hiking rates again, they're going to do that because inflation is running and they're going to be behind the curve. So if inflation starts to run and it really runs, the Fed is going to start hiking rates. So the Fed hiking rate, the start of the next hiking cycle for the Fed, you know, that could also come with some yield curve control perhaps, but that could be the next catalyst that marks, excuse me, when gold is really going to start the next acceleration move where, you know, it doubles over the next two years from that point. But, you know, obviously here and now, that doesn't look to be this year. And with those rising rates, it seems like more of a stagflationary scenario than a hyperinflation, right? Right. Absolutely. All right. Jordan's website is thedailygold.com. If you're not familiar with his work, head on over there. He also has a free weekly email that you can sign up uh, to on his website. Jordan, thanks for coming on the show. We'll be touching base with you soon. Thanks so much, Bill. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks concomitant with that if you don't do the work or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too i just started to study up on mining stocks and i just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.